God, speak through these words that your words may be heard. And being heard may be believed. And being believed may be lived. Amen. Amen. Please have a seat. Have you ever gotten the feeling that there must have been a day in school that you missed somewhere along the way? When everyone else learned to do a thing except you? Maybe it was something like dancing without getting instructions first. Maybe it was something like dating. Maybe it was pretending in a job interview to be more confident than you feel. Maybe it was admitting to a friend that you aren't as confident as you look. All of these are conversations I've had with people in my pastoral ministry. Let's be real. All of these are conversations I've had within my head. (laughs) But I pay better attention when the conversation is with somebody else. And the common thread that I've found running through those conversations is the impulse to run away when things are starting to get good. To break up preemptively, to stop dancing when somebody notices, to just not apply for the stretch position, to freeze out the friend who maybe is starting to know you a little too well. So if dating and dancing and job interviews and friendship all so commonly lead to running away, is it any wonder that this resurrection story ends the same way? The women came to the tomb sealed for grief and instead encountered joy. And it was more than they could imagine what to do with. And they were terrified. At the end of all this loss, all this death, all this horror, I suspect it was overwhelming enough simply to make themselves believe that Jesus was really gone from them. These are the same three women Mark named as having stayed with Jesus as he was crucified. They watched him die. They, more than most, have faced the reality of Jesus' death, Jesus' absence, Jesus' apparent failure. These are the women who, despite all they have been through in the last few days, have made their way to the tomb the very first morning after the Sabbath. These are brave, strong women. These are women who show up, who do what needs doing, not because they are not afraid, but regardless of whether they are afraid or not. These are the women who ran from the tomb afraid. This is the truth we do not often tell about resurrection. That resurrection can be terrifying. We tell about Noah and his family going onto the ark with all the animals and finally getting the sign from the dove that the earth was dry and God putting the bow in the sky and saying, never again. We don't tell about what it was like for Noah's family to step off that ark, to make it through 40 days of rain in a tiny space full of animals and presumably their feet and waist, and then step onto an empty land and have to start from scratch. We tell about God bringing the people of Israel out of bondage in Egypt and leading them through the Red Sea on dry land, 
about Miriam and all the women dancing with tambourines and singing God's praise. We don't often ask to continue to the next chapter, where the people enter the wilderness and start to complain about the strange water and the strange food and these strange rules that this strange God of Moses wants them to follow. We read of the near sacrifice of Isaac and of Lazarus being raised. But rarely do we ask what life was like after that for Isaac as he walked home with his father, for Lazarus, who had thought he was finished. Resurrection is harder than we expected, harder than we wish it were. By rights, it seems like this should be the easy part, right? But resurrection is good, not necessarily easy. It's not the restoration of past comfort. It is an entirely new thing. It doesn't come offering what we know well. It comes offering more than we can ask or imagine. And more than we can ask or imagine is frankly a lot. But the good news is, of course, that while the resurrection is a lot, it is not only terrifying. It is also liberating and joyful and full of hope. Where it is terrifying, it is in a very different way from the way that the powers of death and destruction are terrifying. Where resurrection is terrifying, it is because it is positively shimmering with a hope we have not previously known. And the unknown is frightening, even if it is also freeing. Ultimately, no matter how often we have been freed or done freedom work, further liberation is still scary. Sometimes because we are afraid of what we will lose if others are more free than they have been. Sometimes because we are afraid that we are not equal to our own freedom. Sometimes just because it is new and we don't know what to do with it yet. There is no exact guarantee of which consequence the resurrection will have for us, exactly how it will upset which apple cart, or even necessarily what our place in it is supposed to be immediately. We don't know what's waiting for us in Galilee. Except, and this is a pretty big except, that what is waiting for us in Galilee is Jesus of Nazareth. And that makes a big difference, because if Jesus is waiting in Galilee, if Jesus has been raised just as he said, then Jesus is eminently trustworthy. And if Jesus is as trustworthy as we had initially hoped, then what waits for us with Jesus in Galilee is life in the reign of God. Life marked by peace, joy, love, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. What waits for us with Jesus in Galilee is the living water, the bread of life, the cup of salvation. What waits for us with Jesus in Galilee is the promise of the Holy Spirit as guide and advocate. Resurrection may not be easy, but it is worthwhile. And it does not depend on your confidence or mine, 
on your dancing or dating skills or mine, thank God, on you or me at all. God is doing a new thing before us in Galilee, perhaps a scary thing, but a good and joyful thing. This is why eventually the women left their hiding places and did go to find Jesus in Galilee, which is how we come to tell this story tonight at all. This is why even at the grave we make our song, Alleluia, 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 because Christ is risen and we are invited to join him in Galilee. Alleluia indeed. Amen. Amen.